Welcome to Slow American English, the podcast for learners of American English. I'm your host, Karen Tolliver. This is Plus Episode 1, IELTS Podcast Interview with Ben Worthington. This is a special episode and not typical. Today, I interview Ben Worthington, who has an ESL podcast called the IELTS Podcast. He helps students pass the IELTS exam. There are two unusual things about this episode. There is no transcript for the interview, and it is in natural speed English. However, it is still a good listening exercise, and you can learn about a good way to study for the IELTS exam. Find links to Ben's website, including the IELTS Essay Correction Service and the IELTS Vocabulary and Lexical Resource on my website at www.slowamericanenglish.net. Now for the interview. Okay, so first of all, you um, can you introduce yourself, Ben? Mm-hmm. Hello there. Uh, my name is Ben Worthington, and I'm from England, uh, but I haven't lived there for a long time, so that's why you might be getting confused with my accent. But what I do is um, I specialize in helping students pass the IELTS exam, and to help students pass, I've got an online course at IELTSpodcast.com. Uh, lots of material online, like sample essays, vocabulary lists, and of course, a very popular podcast for IELTS students called, creatively called, IELTS Podcast. <laughs> Very straightforward. So how often do you publish your podcast? When do the episodes come out? Um, at least once a week. And sometimes the, the other tutor, she will do a podcast. And then if she does a podcast, that gets released at the weekend. And sometimes I'll interview students. And if I do, that'll be released at the weekend. Or if I've got a guest, that will be released at the weekend. So it's between... Um, one or two a week, roughly. Okay, that's okay. really good. Really good. I also notice if you sign up to your website, to your email list, mm -hmm. you get some sort of course as well. Yes, yes. We get, uh, we give them, uh, give the people who sign up IELTS materials, which is like a big chunky PDF full of sample essays and vocabulary. And also there's a series of emails with tips and stories and special offers to help, yeah, basically to help IELTS students progress because it's not an easy experience. It's quite frustrating for a lot of students, this whole IELTS um, exam. Okay, maybe we should backtrack. So what exactly is the IELTS? Gotcha. IELTS stands for International English Language Testing System and it's an exam that's part owned by the British Council and Cambridge Exam Board and then the other half 
is owned by IDP Australia, which is like an Australian um, education company, basically. Uh-huh. Okay. So this explains why my student from Romania wants to learn Australian English, and so therefore she must take the IELTS if she wants to move there. Yes, this is it. It's usually, it's more common for students who want to, um, basically the people who will take it are maybe medical students who want to work in Canada, the UK or Australia, or they might be students who want to study in Canada, the UK or Australia, or even study in English in another country, then that other country will say, okay, you prove your level of English mm-hmm. and you can do this by either taking IELTS or the TOEFL. But for immigration or jobs or education in Canada, UK or Australia, New Zealand and Ireland, it's usually the IELTS which is required. And I think for the it's now accepted in the US, but I think TOEFL is still the main one in the US, I think. I think so, so far. I mm-hmm. think that's changing. I'm, I'm happy to see that because we need more standardization there. Mm. So uh, you're an ESL teacher, English as a second language. Mm-hmm. How long have you been teaching ESL? Oof. It's been a long time now. I would say, let's see. So I started um, once I finished university in Spain. That must have been, I'd say, I'd guess maybe about 10 years, roughly. And I probably specialized in IELTS for about seven of those years, maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit less, six and a half, six, roughly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I got thrown into teaching, like basically, literally, the Spanish instructor, she just threw an English textbook at me and said, oh, go teach those little kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like in this situation, but it was good. And it was good because it is that moment that I realized I really enjoyed um, teaching. And so from there, I was like, in different situations, sometimes teaching adolescents, sometimes teaching business English students. And then what I really liked, what I really enjoyed was preparing students for exams because it's measured, you know, and I'm quite, yes. I'm quite eager to get results and to make progress. And, you know, s- some teachers hide in the fact that their results or that their work isn't measured you know, but I like to be measured. I like to improve and I like to get results. So uh, this is probably one of the reasons why I gravitated towards IELTS and exam preparation. I see. Do Mm -hmm. you prepare students for any other exams? No, I don't. I'm roughly familiar with them, but I prefer to specialize in IELTS because I know that if I specialize in this one exam, I'm going to get better at this one exam and I'm going to improve, I'm going to get more results, you know, more effective at teaching this one exam rather than Mm -hmm. spreading myself thin, so to speak. Why did you choose IELTS in particular? Um, I think, I think it was basically because it was the one that the student, most of my students were asking for guidance in this, in this specific one. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So it kind of evolved into exactly that focus. Exactly. I didn't pick it like, oh, this is my favorite. But I just kind of drifted into that one. And then once I got some traction, I stayed in that one, you know. Mm-hmm. So your podcast, of course, focuses on IELTS. Do you think it can help students pass other exams like the TOEFL or the the Cambridge B2 first, for example? Um, yes and no. Some episodes are insanely IELTS focused. So we will dissect an IELTS type, an IELTS task two question, and it might be cause, it might be problem and solution question. In that case, it's not going to be that much use for a student preparing for the Cambridge or maybe for the TOEFL. However, there are some other episodes where maybe we might talk about speaking confidence. And in that case, it could be useful for the student. They could extract some useful strategies to boost mm-hmm. their confidence or boost their fluency or improve their vocabulary for the written. And likewise, we might have an episode about academic writing or how to improve, uh, how to make your writing sound, uh, or how to give your writing style, for example. So right. those episodes, right. they could be useful but it would be more like of um, an indirect way, so to speak. Right. And at the very least, you're listening to someone speaking English. Exactly. So that's always helpful. Exactly. Uh, You offer a a guarantee for the student to pass the IELTS, right? Mm, Yes. Yeah. Now, what uh, are some of the things you do to ensure that they will pass? That's a good question. Well, on the online course, it is quite rigorous. It's not just a case of watch these seven videos we have on our course or watch these 12 videos and we're going to improve your score. No, it's a case of you do these self-study exercises, you send them to us, we'll give you feedback on those. Then afterwards, you're going to write some essays and then once you've, written, once you've written these essays, we're going to analyze them, give you some constructive feedback, and we're also going to tell you, like, Maria, you need to really improve your vocabulary. Go over to these resources and learn some topic-specific vocabulary for each of these topics, yeah? Or it might be, I don't know, Susan, your... Um, sentence structure for modal verbs is a car crash. Okay, it's a complete mess. <laughs> <laughs> probably not so graphic. I'm not probably not so. <laughs> maybe uh, not so direct. Yeah, maybe not so uh, brutal. <laughs> but we'll say, okay, you need to really improve your mo- the use of modal verbs. Go and get this book called the English Grammar in Use. So go and research online how to use the modal verbs. Write me. 10 sentences very similar to this but correct um like you've written in your essay but correct correctly in a correct fashion and add those to your next essays that you're writing you know so it's kind of it's not kind of it's very thorough and this way we slowly but surely iron out the creases but there's just another thing i want to mention there's two parts that we're focusing on when we're giving this feedback there's the english language skills 
the grammar, the mm. spelling and things like this, but there's also the exam skills, which is like how to construct your essay, how to construct it in 40, how to plan it in, in like two or three minutes so you can spend a good 30 minutes writing it and so that you've got five or seven minutes left to check it. So we give them the, we help them with the language skills and then we give them everything we can regarding the exam skills, you see? So we really right. sort of like broke it down into like a methodical system and then it's mm -hmm. like rinse and repeat, you know, write your essays, yes. get your feedback, do the essays, uh, do the tasks, then write two new essays, watch your videos, you know, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's it sounds like a, a solid system. Yeah. Um, so the feedback, is it is it uh, in person? How do you conduct the feedback? Um, for the writing, what we do is the student senses the work. And then the teacher will um, like basically record the screen with the essay in front of them and go through it like sentence by sentence and say, Susan, this part uh, could be improved or we don't really say this um, as native English speakers. We'll usually say it this way, you know? Um, okay. And really is, this, is this recorded? Absolutely. It's all recorded and then uploaded okay. onto YouTube and then we send the link to the students. Oh. Yeah. In fact, I think we've got, the last time I checked, it was like over 10,000. No, it was about 5,000 videos uploaded and there's about two essays in each video. So it's like 10,000 essays we've corrected so far. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. How big is your team? Um, there's about three of us at the moment, well, three and a half, because some, a teacher steps in for the other teacher when she's on holiday. Uh, and then it's the assistant who helps with like email response if the student has any questions. So yeah, but it, it's growing. And about two weeks ago, I added my cat to the team as well <laughs> <laughs> very helpful member of the team <laughs> exactly yeah exactly I and mean, she's not that good with the grammar constructions but she's getting there you know that's the she's important thing becoming fluent <laughs> yeah she's turning up she's putting in the hours you know but we added her to the about page um yeah <laughs> i don't know why i think so your team is it. growing that's exactly yeah <laughs> So can I ask you, Ben, um, what percentage of students have passed the IELTS that have taken it after your course? Do you have those numbers? I don't have those numbers. Um, and the reason is, is because it's the teacher, she's doing the, um, she's doing the evaluations now. And the other reason is that students, sometimes they don't always complete the course. You know, um, sometimes they might break off from doing the course. So they mm -hmm. might start it in November and then do a little bit more in January and then finish it off in March, you know, and that's quite hard for us to track, right. you know, or what's happening. And also, I think it's a bit unfair um, because y you know that it, 
if you, I don't know, blitz another language or you blitz English and then you stop for two months, you're going to fall. You know, you don't yes. maintain the same level. You're going to fall. And then when you get back into it, maybe you're going to spend a week reclimbing to the level where you were when you left, last left off, you know? That's uh, right. It has to be constant. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. I would like to get around to measuring it. I really would. Um, but at the moment, we're just not there. And it, mm -hmm. it is quite a little bit chaotic with the inbox at the moment as it is, you know, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of things coming in, coming out. Um, so we are working to get there. Uh, yeah, I might actually update that and put it on my goals for 2019. So okay, sorry, I, I gave you something extra to do. <laughs> um, no going back to your YouTube videos, are those uh, available for just anyone to look at, not just the student? Yeah, yeah, those. Um, okay. Which ones? The essay correction ones or the tutorials? Uh, either one. Are okay. they all out there? Yeah, yeah. The the essay correction ones are kind of hidden on another channel because uploading, I don't know, um, sometimes 10 a day, sometimes three a day. So there's mm -hmm. like a constant, like it's constantly being uploaded. Whereas the tutorials that go into detail about how to describe a pie chart, that's strictly tutorials. And that's like once every two weeks, once a week. And I try and keep them separate, you know. So if you're looking for a video, mm -hmm. you don't have to pass through 20 essay corrections to find uh, a tutorial video about paragraphing, for example. Right. So is the link to those channels on your website? Or how um, can we find those? I think I do it the other way around. I think I put links to my website from my YouTube channel. Okay. Because well, can you give us all of the information on how to connect to you, gotcha. either YouTube or website or Gotcha. Podcast. If you go to if you go to YouTube and you put Ben Worthington IELTS, you'll see all the tutorials we've been doing. And if you go to Google and you just put like iTunes, uh, iTunes IELTS podcast, uh, Ben Worthington or just IELTS podcast. Think we're mm -hmm. first in there. Likewise, if you go to Google, you'll be able to find find us there as well. Just put ieltspodcast.com and you'll be able to get to the site. I'm just thinking some other channels. Yeah, and there's Facebook as well. And we recently brought out a, a bot um, for Messenger, you know, so a mm -hmm. student can subscribe to that and like get updates and get some more tips and advice and tutorials straight wow, through to wonderful. the messenger inbox yeah it's quite yeah been, it's been really uh, really popular that it's been quite yeah. a success i was surprised you've covered a covered a lot of ground there it's very impressive thank you so yeah. I, we're we're coming to the end ben but i have one more question uh why do you hate ielts you say <laughs> that on your website <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah well I, well, sometimes. You sometimes, think. yeah, exactly. Well, the reason is, Karen, because, well, there's probably two reasons now. But originally, I put that I hate IELTS because students would be getting obsessed with the exam and kind of like just really focusing on the exam 
and the exam skills when in a lot of the cases they needed to improve their language skills more so you know I so see. there's no point in learning how to construct a five paragraph uh, model essay if if you can't even string a coherent sentence together you know that's right so this my hatred for IELTS basically stemmed from my frustration that look it doesn't you don't need to know how to write the perfect conclusion you need to learn how to communicate and write grammatically correct first you know exactly yes yes yeah and then the other reason which is probably more kind of a reason that I discovered as I got more into it was that a lot of students would be really depressed and frustrated by IELTS and they take exam after exam after exam usually within like a week or two weeks in between the last exam and I was like this is ludicrous what you need to do is just stop playing what I call the IELTS casino where you think you're going to get a better grade if you just put in again and maybe it's your day maybe the gods will shine you know um the best way is just to take a step back take a month off two months really work on your language skills and your exam skills and then go back in once you've put some time and effort into it and stop playing the IELTS casino hoping that mm -hmm. just maybe maybe you're going to get an improvement in your grade you know yes makes perfect sense yeah. so is there anything else you would like my audience to know um, I think we've covered most of it, but if they've got any IELTS questions, uh, once they've signed up for the newsletter, they, they've got my email there on the welcome page and they can send an email directly asking like any questions that they've got, you know, uh, like, oh, how do you construct, how do you pass the reading section or how do I write a cohesive essay? And mm -hmm. yeah, the assistant, the secretary, she'll get back to you, or even I will if I'm in the inbox, and we'll give you a full reply and some help. Perfect, perfect. Well, um, tell everyone if you would your your website and gotcha. how to find the podcast. Gotcha. Well, you can go to iTunes, and like yourself, we're we're there in iTunes, also in Stitcher also in TuneIn. Um, I made it a point to try and get us in as many places as possible. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we've actually started a radio station that just loops the podcasts continuously. Like just... Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was something new we started a couple of months ago. And nice. it's been quite successful as well. So yeah, there's lots of different ways to, um, to get hold of the, the tutorials. Um, so yeah, just don't hesitate to get in contact and remember to the students who are preparing for IELTS or any exam um, or any challenge that you're not alone. There's a lot of help there. There's myself and there's Karen and I'm pretty sure if you issues, any issues with the English language or with IELTS in my case, people are willing, to, more than willing to lend a hand. So it's just a case of reaching out. Excellent point. Excellent point. Well, Ben, thank you very much. And uh, I'm sure my listeners will enjoy hearing about you and from you. Thank you very much for having me, Karen. I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I'll, um, I'll, when you publish this, I'll let my uh, audience know as well. So just give us a heads up. 
and wish I will. Them some, I will. send them your way. Okay, Super. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. That's the podcast for this time. I hope you enjoyed this very special episode. Slow American English is written and produced by Karen Tolliver. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. For free transcripts and to subscribe to the podcast, visit www.slowamericanenglish.net. You can also subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, and any other RSS feed reader. Buy workbooks on Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats. To support the podcast and become a patron, visit www.patreon.com slash slowamericanenglish. Contact me directly via email at info at slowamericanenglish.net. Theme music for this podcast is written and performed by S.W. Campbell and used by permission. Find more music by this artist at www.soundclick.com slash S-W-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. This has been Slow American English. I'm Karen Tolliver. Thank you for listening.